Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the January 31st, 2024, 207th edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios. Welcome to the end of the month. Colleen Daniel is in Studio West, and we're here with the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, Mansfield News, talk and information. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. School board approves the addition of a $700 million bond package to the May ballot. Overturned semi causes highway havoc for hours. Chamber hands out annual awards. Ben Barber Frontier recognized with prestigious culinary accreditation. And we'll tell you which businesses cut the grand opening ribbon this month. In sports, Eagles and Tigers square off in basketball and soccer. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his conversation with Constable Sandra Lee. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, Cool Hand, where excellence is still Imagine a city where innovation knows no bounds, where dreams take flight, and the future unfolds before your very eyes. Welcome to Mansfield, a beacon of growth and a testament to vision. In the heart of Mansfield, a remarkable transformation is underway. But it's not just about the physical landscape. It's about the spirit that drives us forward. A spirit of collaboration that bridges cultures, a spirit of entrepreneurship that fuels prosperity, and a spirit of community that binds us as one. Mansfield is more than just a place. It's a canvas where diversity paints the picture of progress. From art festivals that ignite creativity to tech hubs that redefine boundaries, this city celebrates every voice, every passion. Mansfield, where growth knows no limits and the vision is limitless. Brought to you by the unstoppable spirit of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. Are you ready to take advantage of falling mortgage interest rates in the coming months? This is Roger with the Roger and Beth team. With housing demand predicted to increase across the DFW Metroplex, the Roger and Beth team are standing by to help move you and your family forward. No move in your future? That's okay, too. It's time for your annual review of your real estate portfolio, and we're happy to help. Contact us at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, I'm James Sellers, CEO and founder of Salmar Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. The Mansfield ISD School Board unanimously approved a bond package Friday morning that residents in the district will have the opportunity to vote on during the May 4th election. The district's decision to call the bond comes after months of study by the district's long-range planning committee, made up of parents, staff, and community members. The bond is made up of five propositions, which total $777 million, and the district assures voters that the bond will not result in a property tax increase if it's approved. In a video produced by the district, Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu states what the funds will be used for. The proposed projects touch every campus and facility within the district. 
and the propositions include funding that supports academics with upgrades in technology, expanding career technical education, early learning options, upgrading and adding fine art spaces, and providing athletic facilities comparable to those in neighboring districts. Registered voters will have a chance to vote yay or nay on the bond package this election day. May 4th. Officers responded to a major accident late Monday morning in the 1800 block of southbound 287 involving a single vehicle. The driver of an 18-wheeler semi lost control, which caused the vehicle to overturn, losing its load in the process. Both lanes of the highway were closed for hours well into the afternoon commute as southbound travelers endured bumper-to-bumper traffic from East Broad Street before having to exit at Lone Star Road and then take a slow-and-go three-mile detour before accessing the highway again. The highway reopened around 4.15 Monday afternoon. The driver was reportedly injured in the accident, but not seriously. The Chamber of Commerce hosted their annual Business Awards Banquet Friday night at the Walnut Creek Country Club. Hunger Games was the theme of the night, and to the delight of all attendees, everyone left the building alive at the end of the event. Taking home the top honors were... Bethlehem Baptist Church, named Best Community Service, the office in Mansfield, named Small Business of the Year, Texas Tech University Health Sciences, honored with Large Business of the Year, and finally, International Leadership of Texas was named New Member of the Year. Congratulations to all of the nominees and winners. Culinary students from Ben Barber Innovation Academy and Frontier STEM Academy are savoring a taste of success as they have just whipped up an accreditation from the American Culinary Federation. It's a delicious victory, making them the second high school in Texas to sizzle with this honor. Ben Barber also takes the cake as the trailblazing high school in the Lone Star State to bake up accreditation specifically for its esteemed baking and pastry program. For the students in the culinary arts department, this achievement is the icing on the cake. They can now graduate with their culinary skills finely seasoned and career ready, proudly bearing the titles of Certified Fundamentals Cooks and and certified fundamentals pastry cooks. It's a recipe for success that's sure to leave a lasting flavor in the culinary world. And finally, as the month of January draws to a close, we recognize local new business ribbon cuttings hosted by the Mansfield Business Alliance. The new floor and decor opened their doors earlier this month at Highway 287 and 157 behind Waffle House and made it official this week by cutting the ribbon on Tuesday morning. And, making their own existence official in the community, the newly formed Mansfield Business Alliance held their own ribbon cutting at the Grandview Event Center earlier this month as the city officials handed the ceremonial duty reins to the nonprofit for future celebrations. For more information on ribbon-cutting events, visit mansfieldbusinessalliance.org. Coming up, Eagles and Tigers double date on Friday night. We'll tell you who wound up on top, because sports is next. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this, an enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grandview has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion. Be it a graduation or school function, art exhibition, or birthday or anniversary party. 
Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grandview Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. In sports, the Lake Ridge Eagles and your Mansfield Tigers went head-to-head Friday night in both boys' soccer and basketball, with Lake Ridge coming out on top in both matchups. In soccer, the Eagles nipped the Tigers by a score of 2-1 to one with goals by Kai Slater and Solani Nakomo. Yet over on the basketball court, both seniors, forward Amari Rose and guard Ehi Akaro, posted double digits in scoring, combining for 40 points as the Eagles dominated the court by a final score of 79 to 57. If you have a comment about the news, the show, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. And you know, people often ask me why I basically volunteer my time each week to produce a weekly newscast. This is why. Just finished listening to the second half of your podcast this weekend. I can just say what a great interview with uh, Sandra the Constable. Appreciate you doing a, a thorough job on that. And I'm sure you made this lady me feel more than special. It's just because the way she was open, the way uh, she told her story, and she like she had a lot of history. And uh, like you said in the interview when she met you, she had some stuff to get off of her chest. And you provided a platform for her to do that. And uh, it also speak to the, uh, the journalist in you by being able to navigate that interview. Even when it got a little emotional for her, you was able to guide that back and bring that interview back in. Great job on that. But, man, I can't wait for part two of this interview for next week. We'll sit tight, my friend, because part two with Constable Sandra Lee is coming up in just a few minutes. Got a comment? That voicemail number again is 817-435-2938. This coming Friday, February 2nd, is Groundhog Day, that day where we let a rotund rodent in Pennsylvania dictate our seasonal fate or so the legend goes. Groundhog Day, a quirky North American tradition revered in the United States and Canada, hinges on the grand emergence of groundhog extraordinary Punxsutawney Phil. Will he spy with his own eye, his shadow, or not? Picture this. A bustling spectacle unfolds in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, as close to 35,000 eager tourists flock to witness this burrowed spectacle. It's like the Super Bowl of rodent prognostication. The inaugural Groundhog Day kicked off back in 1887 in the very heart of Punxsutawney. Legend has it that a daring newspaper editor and groundhog aficionado bestowed upon Phil the prestigious title of the true predictor. So here's the scoop. If Phil catches a glimpse of his shadow, brace yourself for six more weeks of wintry woes. But if he remains blissfully shadow-free, rejoice, for an early spring is supposedly on the horizon. But here's where we reign on Phil's parade. His predictive prowessness is akin to a coin toss. Phil's track record? 
a measly 40% accurate. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Tourism manager Tim Roberts reveals the monthly cultural arts calendar. Flu season. It's nothing to sneeze at. I'm Angel Biasati, and flu season is here. We'll talk about it next in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Do you ever think, I'm just going to buy some land and build? It's a common desire here in Texas. I'm Beth Steinke, and I'm going to shed some light on why more people don't follow through on that dream today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that is a hidden favorite. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grandview Event Center in Mansfield. Hey there, it's Luke from Cool Hand Electric. Are you tired of dealing with plugs or lights that just won't cooperate? Well, don't fret. Give us a call. Worried about power outages or surges damaging your precious electronics? We've got you covered. Whether it's a whole house generator or surge protection, our solution-oriented Cool Hands are ready to tailor the perfect option that suits your needs and budget. At Cool Hand Electric, excellence is still cool. Cool Hand, Cool Hand, Cool Hand, where excellence is still Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community and why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Max Williams, who knew that Mansfield Dam forms Lake Travis on the Colorado River and is located just outside Austin. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction, and after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's Trinity Roofing Construction. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right here, right now, for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card 
to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. And you know I mentioned this before, not everyone wins on a Wednesday. So if you're hearing this on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever, give it a shot. You might be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Colleen, it's your turn. Well, Steve, the city of Mansfield maintains close to two dozen parks within the city. Today's trivia question is, which park is the oldest and when did it open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in the city of Mansfield, which park is the oldest and when did it open? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Troy Dorsey, eight-time world boxing, kickboxing, and karate champion from Mansfield, Texas, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Well, February is upon us, and that means it is time for the cultural arts calendar we have in the studio, as we do every month here, is Tim Roberts. He's the tourism manager with the city of Mansfield. Tim, again, welcome back to About Mansfield. Great to be back. You know, we all took a nice deep breath in January, and now it's really 2024 for us, and we're firing things back up here in February. You are back at it. We're are going to uh, discuss the calendar for the Far Best Theater and then the lot downtown. The Far Best Theater has quite a few things coming up on February. Yeah, we've got uh, you know pretty much every something going on every weekend. Really uh, starts off February eighth with our you know monthly open mic night headed up by Mike Gwynn. That's really become a really growing community event out there. You know, started just a couple of people, started to gain traction, uh, and you know it's great because the word of mouth is great. Everybody who walks out just says, "I'm coming back. I'm biting a friend next time." I have always said that I'm going to bring my guitar to one of those, <laughs> and this just might be the month. I mean, we got a last-second addition to there then. Steve's bringing the guitar, it's, so I mean, ooh, there you go. Is uh, that a commitment now? I don't know. I mean, you said it on your podcast. I you, said I may. You, you I can may. edit it out if you need to. So, <laughs> And then the following night, uh, the following two nights, February 9th and 10th, a friend of mine, Taronda Hillman, don't say too much about this because actually Taronda's coming on the show okay. next, next week to talk about it. Well, but, I, I will let her say her piece. We actually, she's actually our artist of the month, so that's going to be featured. We're going to feature her on the Mansfield Commission for the Arts Facebook page on February first as well. But yes, her her uh, newest production through Poise Productions, Reparations. You can tell by the title; it's going to be a conversation starter. Uh, yes, when, when you when you walk in and walk out, uh, she's you know just a self-starter in every way. Well, She'll ter- tell her full story for sure. Taronda is a, uh, she's an author. She's yeah. a motivational speaker. Now she's a playwright. And this is going to be really interesting called Reparations. The following week, the Fleetwood Project is back. Yeah. And they're bringing a really fun one, a 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. This plays one of those classic comedies. You've got audience interaction, participation. One of those you could probably go to uh, two or three different nights and get a slightly different show each time. <laughs> so just another 
great uh, comedy from our friends over at Fleetwood. Uh, that's February 16th through the 25th uh, on the weekends there. And then to round out at the Far Best Theater, the uh, February 17th, a, a new friend of mine. And let's talk about Heidi. Heidi Turno, she's been a part of our arts uh, groups here for such a long time. And she's been doing this every month now. Uh, she puts on an art therapy workshop. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's welcome, but the primary focus for this actually is counselors. This is continuing education that you can complete through this. So if you're uh, CEUs is what it's called, and oh. I'm trying to remember the acronym, uh, but you can get these continuing continue education things through this class. Or if you just want to go out there and have an experience with these art therapy workshops, she's there to walk you through the whole process. That's 9 a.m. on February 17th. CEU, could that be continuing education units? That's probably what it stands for, but uh, you know, that's, that's far outside my realm of uh, <laughs> things I know about. Let's move a little further south on Main Street, the lot downtown. It has an event coming up uh, in late February. And this is a brand new event that we've started up here in the Community Engagement Department. It's called Venues, Vendors, and Vibes. Uh, The best way to put this, it is an event expo. We are bringing out all the local venues for events, weddings, birthdays, everything you think of, as well as the vendors you would need to plan yeah. a big event. You know, for, again, weddings is kind of the, the mainline thought process, but we didn't want it just to be a bridal show. Yeah. So, I mean, cakes, <laughs> decorations, hair, makeup, it's all covered out at this. Admission is totally free. Uh, you can actually go to visitmansilltexas.com to find out more information. Uh, we're encouraging people to register for free so we can get a good head count because everybody that shows up is getting a free gift bag. Oh, uh, nice. It's just really one of our big focuses of really making sure we're catching that passive tourism audience of yeah. bringing in events and weddings. And even if you've got two lovebirds in Mansfield getting married, well, we know grandma and grandpa are coming in from Florida and California. So it's a way to bring people in and making sure that you have your big events here in Mansfield. So it's an awesome way to highlight all these great things. And again, that's February 24th at the lot downtown. The hours are? 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you know you don't have to have registered to come on out, mm-hmm. uh, but we encourage you to to make sure we have that proper headcount so you get that gift bag. Let's put that on the calendar. And while we have a, a minute, let's go ahead and tease. You've got some great events coming up in, in March and April. We can just uh, give a little tease on what's coming up. Yes, save the dates. Arts Week, our annual arts extravaganza, four full days of events across the city is March 8th through the 11th. Again, you can find about that on the website. Then April, I've been... Uh, talking about this for no joke seven years now. We have Mansfield's Eclipse weekend April 6th through the 8th, starting off with Music Alley on the 6th, a Youth Council event on the 7th, and then the 8th, the sun goes out I I I'm no joke. I don't go six hours without thinking about this thing right now. I am so hyped for the eclipse. This this will be the the best three minutes anyone has ever enjoyed. Yes, I, I, we did the math today. We actually <laughs> it's an amazing little thing. We have two hundred and twenty two seconds of totality here in Mansfield. So nice. if you need to remember, that's easy. Two two two. And then uh, uh, Earth Day is coming up yes. on on uh, April twenty seventh. Yep, the city will be hosting their annual Earth Day event April twenty seventh. So a couple of big dates to you know as we move from. It feels like spring today, but, you know, we still have a little bit of winter first, but then move into those spring months, so we're going to have a packed calendar for you, and we'll have more details on all those events as we get a bit closer. That is the Cultural Arts Calendar for February 2024. That is Tim Roberts, the Tourism Manager for the City of Mansfield, and that is a thank you for uh, Tim. Good to see you again, and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Great to see you, and thanks for having me out again. Angel Biasati is here to talk about flu season in Methodist Mansfield, New News to know. 
Angel. Flu season is here, and when it strikes, it can knock you off your feet. It's important to get vaccinated. The flu season usually lasts between October and May and peaks in the winter. The symptoms of influenza, which include fever, headache, cough, sore throat, nausea, runny or stuffy nose, and muscle aches, may only last for a few days, but in some cases can be far worse. In fact, the flu is highly contagious and spreads from person to person through coughing or sneezing, but the virus can also live for a short time on objects such as doorknobs, computer keyboards, phone receivers, and that's why so many people can become infected by touching something with the virus and then touching their eyes, mouth, or nose. By taking some simple steps, you can lower your chance of catching the flu. Most importantly, get vaccinated for the flu. The vaccine is especially important for people who are at high risk of having serious flu complications. This includes children, pregnant women, people with chronic medical conditions, and seniors. Practice good hygiene. Wash your hands frequently with soap and water. Wipes or gels with alcohol are also effective at killing germs. Cough into your elbow so you are less likely to spread germs. Try to avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're sick, stay at home. Don't go to work or school because you'll infect others. Keeping your hands away from your eyes, nose, or mouth can also help keep the germs from spreading. If you do get the flu, there are drugs that can ease your symptoms and shorten the course of your illness. Even a small dose of prevention goes a long way. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with the ins and outs of buying land in Texas in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? Buying land in Texas can be a great investment. Whether you're looking to build your dream home, start a farm or ranch, or simply hold on to the land as a long-term investment. Rarely a week goes by, though, that I don't hear someone say, I just want to buy some land and build a barn dominium. This statement gives me so many mixed emotions because I want to be so excited for the person and so supportive of their dreams. But I also know what a really difficult endeavor that particular dream can be. Between deed restrictions on almost every available parcel and difficulties financing raw land, couple that with the availability and cost of bringing in utilities, building on land is not as easy as you may think. It is critically important that you do your due diligence and be aware of the unique considerations that come along with buying land here in the Lone Star State. Here are some of the things to keep in mind as you start your land buying journey in Texas. Research the area. As with any real estate purchase, it's important that you do your homework on the area where you're considering buying the land. Look into things like the local economy, crime rates, school districts, as well as the availability of utilities like water, electricity, and sewage. Just this week, I heard from someone who had moved to a rural area and their electric bill was three times what they were used to paying in the city. You should also consider the distance to nearby towns, cities, and hospitals, as well as any natural hazards such as flooding and wildfire risk. But you also need to understand the property's zoning. 
Before you buy land in Texas, it's important to understand how the property is zoned. Zoning regulations can affect how you use the land as well as what types of structures you can build on it. So for example, a property zoned for agricultural may not be suitable for building a residential home. It's the rare parcel that is not governed by some sort of deed restrictions, even far out into the country. In Texas, deed restrictions are legal agreements that place limits on how a piece of property can be used or developed. These restrictions are typically written into the property's deed, which is a legal document that outlines the rights and obligations of the owner. Deed restriction can be placed on property by the previous landowner, the developer, the builder, the local government, or an HOA. Some common types of deed restrictions that may exist on a residential land parcel in Texas might include use restrictions. These restrictions limit how the property can be used. For example, a use restriction may prohibit the property from being used for commercial purposes. So you may be able to have those eggs with your chickens, but you may not be able to sell them. Or it may require that the property be used for residential purposes only. They can also restrict the type and number of animals you are able to have beyond the county restrictions. If your dream involves piglets and goats, we'd better make sure that you can live that dream before you buy the land. There can be building restrictions. These restrictions place limits on the type of structures that can be built on the property. Building restrictions may specify things like the size, the style, and the materials of the structures that can be built on the land. Many rural properties will not allow additional dwelling units like a guest house. I know this seems unlikely, but we run into it every day. Maintenance restrictions. These restrictions place requirements on the property owner to maintain the property in a certain way. Maintenance restrictions may require the property owner to keep the property clean and well-maintained, or they may specify certain landscaping or upkeep requirements. There may even be architectural restrictions. These restrictions place limits on the type and style of the initial home or any alterations or modifications that can be made to the property. Architectural restrictions may prohibit the property owner from making certain changes to the property, such as adding a pool or restricting certain fence types, style, or location. Beyond deed restriction and zoning and specific area information, you'll want to consider the cost of installing utilities and maintenance. If you're planning on building on the land, it's important to consider bringing utilities like water, electricity, and sewage to the property. This can be a significant expense, especially if the land is remote or not served by existing utility infrastructure. You may also consider the ongoing cost of maintaining the land, including things like mowing, fencing, and pest control. It's far more difficult than you might think to find an electrician or a plumber willing to go that far to service your home. An up-to-date property survey is a must. Before you buy land in Texas, it is a very good idea to have a professional survey conducted to ensure that you have a clear understanding of the property's boundaries and any potential issues. In fact, I've got a property that should have closed in December, but the neighbor's fence is on the survey on the neighbor's property. So we're going to have to get that fixed before we can move to closing. A survey can help you avoid future disputes with those neighbors or other potential issues down the road. Lastly, work with a knowledgeable real estate agent. Buying land in Texas can be a complex process, especially if you're new to the area. Working with a knowledgeable real estate agent can help ensure that you have the support and guidance that you need to navigate the process and make an informed decision. Are real estate questions on your mind? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain mixes tangy with spicy in the cocktail of the week. Brian? This week's cocktail of the week is the Bee Sting. Today is the fifth and final installment of Mocktails for Dry January. 
but I have to admit that I saved the best for last. Thanks to Chris over at Not Just a Bartender for the inspiration behind this amazing mocktail. This is a lively mocktail that is sunshine in a glass. The ginger and lemon work together to stimulate the senses with the tangy, spicy, sweet flavors. Uplifting, crisp, and incredibly refreshing, this non-alcoholic bee's knees variation will be a hit at your brunch or next cocktail party. But don't worry about taking notes as I'm giving out the ingredients and instructions. I always post them on bourbongospel.com. Or you can sign up at bourbongospel.com and have the Cocktail of the Week delivered directly to your inbox every Wednesday. This week's cocktail, the Bee Sting. You're going to need some Mike's Hot Honey Syrup. You're going to need a homemade ginger syrup. You're going to need lemon juice. You're going to need a pinch of salt. And you're going to need some Ritual Whiskey Alternative. If you want to give your spirit-free cocktails a sweet, spicy kick with this honey ginger mocktail, the homemade syrups infuse it with the warming aromatic flavors for a sophisticated spin on the classic lemonade cocktail. Ingredients. To make the ginger syrup, we've made this before, but we're going to make it again. You're going to need one cup of white sugar, one cup of water, and you're going to need about five to seven inches of peeled, sliced ginger. You can then add those ingredients and bring the water to a boil until the sugar dissolves. You're going to simmer about 15 to 20 minutes and then strain out the solids. You can then fill a coupe glass with ice cubes to chill the glass. You're then going to add the honey syrup, the ginger syrup, as well as the fresh lemon juice and a pinch of salt, along with ice to a cocktail shaker, and finally the Ritual Spirits Whiskey Alternative. You're going to shake them thoroughly. You can then strain and pour into that chilled coupe glass and then garnish with a lemon wheel or lemon wedge. The hot honey syrup contributes a subtle sweet heat that complements the sharp ginger and tart lemon. Let this mocktail transport your taste buds to a warmer climate with its sunny citrus flavors and zesty ginger bite. It's a refreshing and sophisticated mocktail that stings the senses in the best possible way. I'm back next week with another set of cocktails to start my fourth year during the Cocktail of the Week segment here on the About Mansfield podcast. But as always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain famously said, too much of anything is bad but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. And when I checked, you're still not. We're back in 60 seconds with the conclusion of Steve's interview with Constable Sandra Lee. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. And are you ready to make your voice heard? Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, 
We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, we're creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. Hi, my name is Kenneth Rose, President and CEO of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield. You are listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today we present part two with Constable Sandra D. Lee. Why did you become a truant officer for MISD? You know, I was uh, in Fort Worth and... I got into it, and they was like, okay, we either going to fire you or you can quit. And I was like, ah, you can't fire me. I got enough sense to know that. I said, but if you don't appreciate the work that I put into you in the last 10 some years, I'll just take my services somewhere else. And so I applied uh, Arlington and Kennedale and Everman, and nobody would touch it because I would tell them what happened. You know, and so my friends like stop telling them. I said no, because you know, an honest person is up front. So I put the application in in Mansfield, and Mr. Gray was at Phoenix Academy at the time, mm-hmm. and he called me. And I told him what happened. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna call and see, talk to the people." And he called me back and said, "You got the job. You got the job." Mm-hmm. Your position at Phoenix was what? I was a teacher assistant in the behavior program, so that when the kids got sent over to the campus then I worked right. in that program. Tell me about why some of the stories of why a student would be sent to Phoenix. Fighting too much. Mm, we had a first grader. A at, first grader at Phoenix. We had a first grade at Phoenix, and it was because the elementary class was first through fifth. And we had a first grade female in with all these fifth grade boys. And... She might have had some anger issues, mm-hmm. I believe. This was years ago, if I can recall. She had some anger issues. But when she got over to the uh, campus, she was really afraid because she was this little bitty girl. Yeah. And, you know, and she used to always come up and she would grab my hand. And when the teacher says, you know that, you can't do that. And I'm like, this is a six-year-old girl. There is no way I'm going to tell her don't. You know what I'm saying? We exactly. have to give the kids what they need. Yes. And not one time did I have any parent or student complain about any appropriate behavior when I dealt with them because they always knew that I was there for them. So uh, I think that's a lot of our issues. We don't know how to be affectionate with the kids without being inappropriate. Right. So, Are you a hugger? I am. Uh, me too. Right. Right. And once I was told in a public setting, there were uh, hun- hundreds of people around, uh, I saw a, a a young man who I considered to be a friend of mine. He was a minor, mm-hmm. and he came up, and we hugged, and someone came up to me and says, you know, uh, in, this, um, uh, in this building, that's, uh, that's inappropriate. And I'm like, wait. And I said, okay, I understand. I still continue to hug him because I'm a hugger and he's a hugger. Nowadays, it's a very thin line on what's appropriate and not. I remember this one kid, he was fifth grade, and he had 
just about his fifth time back over on campus. And so I'm walking down the hall with him, and I'm talking to him, and he says, and I went to put my hand on him, on his shoulder, and he pulls away. And I said, well, I know I bathe, so I know I'm not stinky. And he says to me, he says, no, it's not you, it's me. I heard teachers talking about how I smell at school, Hmm. is what he said. So after he said that, I put my arm back around him again and pulled him close and started talking to him as we walked up the hall. You know, and I talked to him about hygiene and this and that. And you have to show these kids some affection. I mean, and you can do it without being inappropriate. You just can't. Uh, But to say that we're not supposed to show them any type of affection is just we will never get them to trust us, you know. That raises them in a sterile world. Yes. And teaching them, so teaching them hygiene, I truly believe that that kids seek guidance mm-hmm. from older, the older, the, the, the next generation up. Right. And that, um, you know, okay, kids don't want to be around this, this boy because he stinks. Well, let's teach him how not to stink. Oh, you can't afford can't afford soap and 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 deodorant. Well, okay, let's go get you some. Mm-hmm. And he, and I think his problem was he said, "Well, my parents only let me bathe once a day." I said, "Well, then what you do is don't bathe at night. Bathe in the morning before you go to school, and that way you'll be fresh at school." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then so uh, it's just, and he had both parents at home, hmm. so it's not always those single family homes that have issues. Two years at Phoenix, and then you went to MISD for the as, as the truancy officer. Yeah. Who was your chief at the time? At the time, I think Mike Lehman was there. Former city councilman Mike Lehman. Yes. Everybody, everybody calls him chief. Yeah, chief. And, yeah. But he was there when I when I got hired on. He was chief then. Tell me a story as a truant officer. Oh man, what's a story as a truant officer? Certainly, there's uh, one that sticks out that you know. It, did you ever have a multi? I, I would assume the the answer would be yes. A a, a multi offender, uh, a, a student that was always truant. You go, oh, uh, I have to go. Yeah, I have to go to Joe's house again. And, yeah, uh, I did. But his problem was that he could not pass the. I want to say it was tax at the time, yeah. the state test. So he didn't see a need for him to go to school. He had passed all his other work, but it was that state tech test that kept him from graduating. So, uh, and I remember going to his house early one morning, and Dad answered the door. I asked for him, and Dad said, well, he's at work. I'm like, wow. So, uh, so he called him, and the student came home, and the student uh, was talking to me, and he started apologizing because he said, you know, I apologize. I'm letting the school district down by not graduating, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, no, no, no. We're, we're letting you down by the fact that you're doing everything you can and you're not able to accomplish your go- your goals. But the fact that he was working a full-time job to help his family out mm-hmm. uh, and still trying to graduate said a whole lot about him. But I had this one student. I had to foul on a few times. And <laughs> her parents were well-known in, in, in Mansfield. And 
What's, so the, what's I, their name? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember. Uh, but I remember mom calling me one day and asking me to dismiss the case. She says, I, I want you to dismiss the case. I said, I'm not dismissing that case. And so me and mom is going back and forth. And she says, well, it doesn't matter. Because the judge at the time, my husband's his dentist. So he'll just do like he did last time and dismiss it. And I'm like, Okay. So that's the first time I ran for office. When she told me that story, I said, okay, this judge needs to go because he's showing favoritism. Right. Because you, I was getting these dispositions and these kids who could not afford it was having to pay these large fines. But this kid whose parent is well off is getting their case dismissed because right. you know who they parent. And you yeah. ran for judge. I did run for judge. Yeah. Yeah. I ran for and- JP in 2014. And if I would have put some money into that campaign and hit the right spots, I look back now. I would have got him because he only beat me by like 5,500 votes my first time out. Yeah. And I remember him sending out mailers because I got three of them in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I'm looking at your bio, your bio that I, that I got off of LinkedIn. So, okay. so anybody, anybody can look up Sandra D. Lee on LinkedIn and, and, and see this, this bio. But not only uh, constable and, and city council person, truant officer, but it says radio personality. <laughs> I had a radio show called I'm Just Saying with Rebecca Skeet. I'm Just Saying. I'm Just Saying. And what were you saying? Oh, man, we was talking about any and everything, you yeah. know. Uh, and I was shocked that the people who was actually listening to us, because I'm like, nobody knows who we are. But uh, I did that for a couple of years, and then uh, we did that for about a year, and I think I decided to run for state rep against somebody because of some issues that was going on with education. Uh-huh. And uh, so we uh, stopped that. But I was trying to get her to start it back up, but she, now she's really big time. And Oh, she's big time. She's big time. Wait, now. you're not big time? <laughs> well, she said I'm and, big time too, but nah, she's big time. Okay. Well, yeah. if if you want to start, you know, we have this little studio right here. If it's more convenient to come to Mansfield as opposed to Arlington. Oh, cool. Uh, you, we we record radio shows here. And, oh, okay, and, and we do have a video camera up there and 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 things like that. So we we can uh, we can accommodate you. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so. I, I was thinking about starting back. It was fun. It was just uh, just talking about letting people call in, tell about their issues. And I remember this one lady called in, and she had married this guy with kids, and him and the wife. Him and the ex-wife is on vacation, and she's at home with the kids. And she's like, what do I do? And I'm like, are you kidding me? She's at home with his kids. Well, he's and... off on vacation with the kids' mom. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And so as the um, as the giver of advice, what was uh, your and Rebecca's uh, advice? Find another man. Find another man. <laughs> right. And I told her, I said, I understand you want to look out for the kids. I said, I understand that. But this is not the gentleman for you. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bad scene when. But, you know, Steve bringing that up, I think about my life now. I've done just about any, any and everything I wanted to do, you know. So I've had a good life, and I tell people that all the time. You look happy. I, I, I am happy. Um, I'm getting ready on the 19th. I'll be married 41 years. And so. Three kids, two grandkids. I told my other two kids that they are slacking because I should have had more grandkids by now. <laughs> but uh, we have a great life, and I can't, I can't complain. Uh, 
The only bad thing that's ever really happened to me was when my dad passed in 2021. Yeah. And it was at the end of, because when I got elected, I wasn't licensed law enforcement. So I had to go to the police academy. That's right. You went through the, the police academy. So now you are actually a licensed uh, law officer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that was the hardest thing, getting through that academy, because he passed at the very end of the academy. And I tell people, we buried him on a Saturday. That Tuesday, I had to take the academy exam. That Friday, I had to take the state exam. Mm. And I remember sitting in that state exam. I was actually valedictorian until I took that final, and then I missed it by that much from being of that class oh. at the academy. But I was kind of glad when they said everything you had to do. I was like, okay, good. Got past that. But I went to that state exam, and I just didn't know how. I was going to pass that. And I remember having my daddy's picture in my pocket. And and I said to myself, look, this is common sense. Life is common sense. Sure. And so, and that's the way I started going through that test. And I came out, went upstairs and went in the room and she gave me the thumbs up because the test had come through and I had passed. And with that, that now allows you to carry the uh, the heat that you're carrying on your... Uh, it, your yes, and to remain yeah. as constable, because if I hadn't passed that, I would have had to give up that position. Oh, the constable's position mm-hmm. is a licensed uh, officer Peace of the officer. law. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, the law says that you can't, if you have a, a lease and associates, you can run for the office. If you get elected, then you have to go in... 270 days, you have to be licensed within 270 days. Okay. So I was licensed like two months earlier. Tell me about the Constable Lee First Gen Scholarship. Oh. Uh, Ooh, that made you smile. I know. I, 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 <laughs> you know what? I love that scholarship. And because I was a first generation college student myself. Yeah. And my grades wasn't the best, but I knew I was smart. But I just had other things going on. So... I got a partial basketball scholarship, but I wasn't able to get any kind of academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I, to these kids now, and that's what I tell them, I said, your grades do not define you because y'all have a lot going on in life, especially in 2024. And so uh, I think I've given away about seven scholarships so far since I've gotten to office. But the prompt is... You know, what's the worst thing, something that I that ever happened to you, and how did you get through it? Right. Uh, because, like I said, I've been through some things, and I, I wonder all the time how I got through it. So, you know, the first so, year nobody applied. No one all. applied. No one applied. So what did you do with the, the scholarship money? I was at the doctor's office, and it was a student who graduated from Lake Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was there working a summer in turn. And so we was talking and she told me, was telling me about herself and she met all the criteria of the scholarship. So not only did I give it to her that year, I gave her money until she graduated. So she graduated last December, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So does the recipient of the first gen scholarship, do they have to be a first generation uh, college student? Yes, sir. Okay. They do. Uh Uh-huh. All right. My my right. wife and my wife's sister both were first-gen uh, college students. So it was and, me and my husband, yeah. And that uh, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to her entire family that that uh, 
being the first generation in their family to go to go to college. Right. And both of them, well, my wife, as I mentioned earlier, uh, earned a PhD, and um, uh, her sister earned a Juris Doctorate, uh, wow. meaning she's an attorney. Right. And not only were they first gen college students, but you know they took it as far to the, uh, as good. as they could go. And I was on another podcast, and the gentleman said that I was discriminating against the other students because it was only for first gen students. And what was your response? I, I don't think I gave him one because what I really wanted to say I couldn't say on the radio. I. I <laughs> Well, he says, well, you know, me and my wife, we work hard, and my, and our daughter's in school, and I just think that you're discriminating, that she's not able to apply for that a scholarship. I said, but, sir, I think I told him, I said, but both you and your wife is working, so y'all able to help her more than uh, uh, someone whose parents is working for, like, being at Burger King for 20 years. Right. You know, I remember watching this Hispanic lady walk to school, walk to work every morning. I would be on my way to work, and I would see her walking to work every morning. There is no way you can tell me that lady was lazy. She was getting mm. up, and she was walking to work to make sure that her kids had what they needed. Right. But then you had these kids at home whose parents having to get up to walk to work are responsible for getting not only themselves but their younger siblings ready for school. And so this is who that scholarship is for. You know, it's it's for those who are busting their butts and have not been able to get ahead yet. The the prompt again for this this scholarship is what is the greatest challenge you've ever faced and how did you overcome it? Uh the people who are applying for this scholarship, they can submit their biography along with a two hundred and fifty word essay uh based on those those two questions. Uh, the deadline to submit for this scholarship is May 31st of 2024, and uh, students applying for this scholarship, they must attend college, technical, or vocational program within Tarrant County. High school seniors are, are eligible to apply. Uh, current Tarrant County college students are also eligible to apply but they must be a first-generation student in the family to attend college. Uh, and look at that. I didn't. I asked the question earlier. If I had just read number four, that would have been <laughs> the answer to that question. But um, the first-gen – and you, you started, you developed the scholarship? Yes. Me and my husband put the bill for that scholarship. Okay. Uh, I know people tell me all the time, you need to do like a fundraiser and da-da-da-da. I said, but then it wouldn't come from me. It would come from donors. I said, I want this to come from me because the one thing I promised the citizens when I got elected is that I am going to give back. And this is one of the ways I'm able to give back. I'm going to scan this flyer that I have and along with the address, uh, the, the email address, and put that on my, my website. So if there are first-gen students out there who are interested in the scholarship, the, uh, so folks, if you want to go to the website aboutmansfield.com, click on the links tab, and you will find the information on the Constable Lee first-gen scholarship. Sandra Lee, where do you want to be in five years? Retired. Retired. <laughs> you mentioned you're 62. I'm 62. So by 67, you want to be retired. Yeah. What do you want to do in retirement? 
Because I say that because I'm not far. You and I are actually very close in age. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not far. And actually, my wife is very close to uh, to retirement. So we're thinking, you know, what are we going to do? So what are you going to do in retirement? We're going to golf. I, I already know that. You know, my husband loves to play golf, and I think he's just holding on. He's at the age where he can retire now. Yeah. He's, well, he's 63. And he said he's going to hold out till he's 65. So I figure we will be golfing and cruising. That will golf. be our life. Okay. Do you play golf? I do. All right. Yeah, we were just in. Actually, I had a team in the Mansfield Education uh, Foundation golf tournament this year. Okay. Yeah. So have, me and my husband and my chief deputy and his dad. Do you have a Do you have a handicap? Uh, no, I'm no. horrible. You're horrible. I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. You know, it's okay. a good exercise. Can and... you at least break a hundred? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I read this not too long ago. Only one percent. One percent of all golfers in the country can break a hundred. Really, you're in the one percent. I'm in the one percent. Mm-hmm. I need to pick up my game. I might get even better than that. Half a percentage. I have a great putting game. My my weakness is my drive, and I sure can't use an iron to save my life. My husband tell me you use that putter for everything. I do. Just. Put right off the tee. <laughs> yeah, right. I love golf, and I envision a lot of golf when yeah. when I call it quits. But um, yeah, do you have a favorite golf course? I don't. We used to play the one off of two eighty seven going into Fort Worth. I, they closed that one down though. Mm. So yeah, Constable Lee, I'm just going to open the mic to you if you want to shout outs or 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 thank anyone. I would like to thank my staff, my deputies, and my office staff, because when I came in, I had no experience in law enforcement, but I had experience in management. Uh, And the fact that I could trust them to go out and do what they were supposed to do and do it well, I really appreciate that. They, They made me look good, and they continue to make me look good. I was able to clear the office of a few deputies that never should have been there. And so we have an office now that is community-oriented. I mean, we, we I do Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Me and my head chief, we deliver a Terranaria Food Bank once a month for senior citizens. We help with Special Olympics. We're just out in the community doing things to make a difference. So I really want to give a shout-out to my staff because they are amazing, and they— have plenty of years of service, and they always tell me what a great job I'm doing. So for somebody with all those years of experience to say back to me that, hey, we like having you as our constable means the world to me. It just does. And I want to thank uh, everyone who has supported my scholarship, uh, and I hope y'all appreciate what I've been doing as constable, and thank y'all for those who voted me in Mm -hmm. office, so I appreciate you. Can people donate? To the scholarship? They can. They can. Okay. Uh, whenever they donate, I had a friend donate last year, so I just gave an extra scholarship okay. that way. Yeah. And I let them know where it came from. So, uh, yeah. All right. So if you've got a little extra, extra, and you want to give to the scholarship, again, go to the website. Can I say, but if you really want to donate, donate to the Women's Center. We, oh. we did a teddy bear fundraiser 
for uh, sexual assault victims. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those teddy, teddy bears are the only thing that they can relate to. And so we raised about 250 teddy bears. And when we took them down, uh, we were told that the employers had started spending their own money on teddy bears because they was getting so low. So uh, it's on Hemp Hill, I think it's 1751 Hemp Hill in Fort Worth, the mm -hmm. Women's Center. So if you got some extra money, they could desperately need some more teddy bears because they had like 1,091 victims last year. Mm. And I think I saw that on your LinkedIn page. The, you had a photo of, of yeah. like hundreds of teddy bears. Yeah. And, and teddy bears to a a child means means community. If I read the the yeah. caption correctly, that that really is is an additional part of their family mm -hmm. and something to hug at night. And, right. Uh, so yeah. Teddy bears to the women's center. Yes, sir. If someone wanted more information about. What you do, where where can they find? Are you on a, a your bio on a website? I have a, uh, yeah, I have a Tarrant County. Uh, you go to tarrantcounty.org and uh, go in the constables link and you can see me listed. I'm the only female constable out of eight in Tarrant County. So uh, not only are you the only female, you were the first African-American, were you not, to, to be elected as a constable? First African American, well, in Precinct 7. In Precinct 7. I was first African American anything or the first female. Female. Uh-huh. So everybody else before me had been white males. And you're getting along with the other seven? I'm getting along fine with them. Very good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. It's, it's all about the people to me, and that's all that matters to me is, you know, making sure that people have everything they need. Sandra D. Lee, I have enjoyed my time and and, and getting to know you. My gosh, you had some stories, and I appreciate that, and I I hope our paths cross again. For sure, and I appreciate you having me. I really do. I enjoyed it. I'm having a great time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. My pleasure. Coming up next week, we will talk in studio with local author, motivational speaker, and now playwright, Taronda Hillman. She's been on the show before, and she's always a great interview. So in the meantime, here's the place right here where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar, Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Andrew Miner. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. Oh, my. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I am Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.